Hey, Wiki listeners, it's Rachel. And Victor, did you know I host the fantastic NYC Talent Show every Monday night at the Parkside Lounge in New York City? It's an off-off Broadway showcase where you can see New York's underground performance art up close. We've got weekly special guests like Colin Quinn, Janine Garofalo, Tone Bell, and lots more. Use the code WIKILISTEN for a special discount on tickets when you go to nyctalentshow.com. That's nyctalentshow.com. Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at uh1.com. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quinn's. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. This is the Wikipedia page for Gynoid. Welcome to Wikilisten, the podcast where we read Wikipedia pages and provide commentary. I'm Victor Vernado, KSN. And I'm Rachel Teichman, LMSW, reminding you to subscribe. That is true, everybody. Subscribe. Maybe you'll get your own Gynoid. Perhaps. Let's just go. Yeah, please. Gynoid. A Gynoid, or Fembot is a feminine humanoid robot. Gynoids appear widely in science fiction, film, and art. As more realistic humanoid robot designs become technologically possible, they are also emerging in real-life robot design. Just like any other robot, the main parts of a gynoid include sensors, actuators, and a control system. Sensors are responsible for detecting the changes in the environment, while the actuators, also called effectors, and other components responsible for the movement and control of the robot. The control system instructs the robot on what to do as to achieve the desired results. Name. A gynoid is anything that resembles or pertains to the female human form. Though the term android has been used to refer to robotic humanoids regardless of apparent gender, the the Greek prefix ander refers to man in the masculine sense. The term gynoid was first used by Isaac Asimov in a 1979 editorial as a theoretical female equivalent of the word android. Other possible names for feminine robots exist. The portmanteau fembot, feminine robot, was popularized by the television series The Bionic Woman in the episode Kill Oscar 1976 and later used in the Austin Powers films, among others. Robotis is the oldest female-specific term, originating in 1921 from Rossum's Universal Robots, the same source as the term robot. Interesting. 
That is interesting because it came from the horse's mouth. It was robot and robotus, and then robotus just kind of like fell to the side. Yeah, I guess so. Which is possibly a good thing. Maybe. I don't know. I like the name robotus, so I'm going to say no. <laughs> like, if we didn't have the word fembot, I would be very upset. Because <laughs> it's an awesome word. I mean, I guess. Feminine robots. The great majority of robots were either machine-like, male-like, or childlike for the reasons that not only are virtually all roboticists male, but also that fembots posed greater technical difficulties. Not only did the servo motor and platform have to be interiorized, but the body of the fembot needed to be slender, both extremely difficult undertakings from Tomataka Takahashi roboticist wiki listeners you can support us by listening to this message while you create a robot that has a gender identity life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much like unexpected medical costs that's why united healthcare provides health protector guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out-of-pocket costs learn more at uh1.com i'm sandra and i'm just the professional your small business was looking for but you didn't hire me because you didn't use linkedin jobs linkedin has professionals you can't find anywhere else including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role like me in a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Thank you for listening to that message and whatever Rachel was saying. What were you trying to say? I don't, I don't know exactly. I, I think we were assigning gender identity to a robot. We were? Or I we think are? So. We were, we are, who knows? Examples of feminine robots include Project Aiko, an attempt at producing a realistic looking female android. It speaks Japanese and English and is produced for a price of 13,000 euros. Eve R1. Actroid, designed by Hiroshi. Ishiguro to be a perfect secretary who smiles and flutters her eyelids. Oof. Yeah. <laughs> HRP4C. Mainu robot. Mark 1. Ida, the world's first robot art system to be embodied as a humanoid robot. Researchers note the connection between the design of feminine robots and roboticists' assumptions about gendered appearance and labor. Fembots in Japan, for example, are designed with slenderness and grace in mind, and they are employed to help to maintain traditional family structures and politics in a nation of population decline. People also react to fembots attributable to gender stereotypes. This research is used to elucidate gender cues, clarifying which behaviors and aesthetics elicit a stronger gender-induced response. Sexualization. See also, sex robot. Uh, <laughs> What's the problem with sex robots? There's nothing wrong with sex robots. It's just this whole article is gross. I don't think it's gross. It's just like stupid. It's like, you know, I mean, you have a sex robot in your house. 
I do. Well, everybody has one. I agree many people have one, but I don't want to talk about on the <laughs> internet on this podcast. Thank you. Uh, uh, uh. All right, anyway. <laughs> Sexualization. Gynoids may be eroticized, and some examples such as Ico include sensitivity sensors in their breasts and genitals to facilitate sexual response. <gasps> what? The fetishization of gynoids in real life has been attributed to male desires for custom-made passive women and compared to life-sized sex dolls. However, some science fiction works depict them as femme fatale, fighting the establishment, or being rebellious. Robot sex partners may become commonplace in the future. There's a picture of a guy with a robot with a gynoid. It is actually a coffee maker. Yeah, it looks like a coffee maker with breasts. It's exactly that. Female robots as sexual devices also appeared when, with early constructions quite crude. The first was produced by Sex Objects Limited, a brick company for use as a sex aid. It was called simply 36C from her chest measurement and had a 16-bit microprocessor and voice synthesizer giving primitive responses to speech and push-button inputs. <laughs> what? So they made a robot and they gave it buttons. They basically were like, the buttons are the sexual organs. And then it just like started and they programmed vocal responses to those sexual organs being pushed. That's what it sounds like. That's what it sounds like to me as well. In 1983, a busty female robot named Sweetheart was removed from a display at the Lawrence Hall of Science after a petition was presented claiming it was insulting to women. The robot's creator, Clayton Bailey, a professor of art at California State University, Hayward, called this censorship and next to book burning. So that's the coffee maker robot. Yeah, that's a coffee maker robot. And that guy with his t-shirt tucked into his pants, his big juicy fireman mustache and long doobie brothers hair. That is Clayton Bailey. Look, I mean, I think it's okay to build a robot coffee maker like this if that's what he wants to do. I think it's okay to own that. But, you know, if you put it in the science department of a university, I think the university has every right to remove it. I think it was displayed at the Lawrence Hall of Science, not at the, in the science department. And I think he's an artist, too. So, I don't know. I think it may have been just the era. Oh, maybe. I guess if it was meant to be an art display. Yeah. I oh, mean, yeah, that's kind of messed up. Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, yes, it is a coffee maker with boobs, but, <laughs> you know... I've seen lots of art that is about a, basically a coffee maker with boobs, and it's been fine. <laughs> yeah, like I've created art that was more racy than this that was censored, so. Yeah. In fiction, see also list of fictional gynoids. Artificial women have been a common trope in fiction and mythology since the writings of the ancient Greeks. See the myth of Pygmalion. This has continued with modern fiction, particularly in the genre of science fiction. In science fiction, female-appearing robots are often produced for use as domestic servants and sexual slaves. As seen in the film Westworld, Paul J. McCauley's novel Fairyland 1995, and Lester Del Rey's short story Helen O'Loy 1938, and sometimes as warriors, killers, or laborers. 
The character of Annalie Call in Alien Resurrection is a rare example of a non-sexualized gynoid. Oh, I remember that character in Alien Resurrection. Actually, that was also directed by a French director. I forgot what his name was, but the same guy who directed Delicatessen and City of the Lost Children. I haven't seen any, any of these. Gender. Fiction about gynoids or female cyborgs reinforce essentialist ideas of femininity, according to Margaret Grebowitz. Such essentialist ideas may present as sexual or gender stereotypes. Among the few non-eroticized fictional gynoids include Rosie the Robot Maid from the Jetsons. However, she still has some typical feminine qualities, such as a matronly shape, and a predisposition to cry. Jesus. (laughs) Rosie the Robot was awesome. Did you ever see Rosie the the Robot made? Yes. Oh, Mr. Jetson. The stereotypical role of wife dumb has also been explored through use of gynoids. In The Stepford Wives, husbands are shown as desiring to restrict the independence of their wives and obedient and stereotypical spouses are preferred. The husband's technological method of obtaining this perfect wife is through the murder of their human wives and replacement with gynoid substitutes that are compliant and housework obsessed, resulting in a picture postcard perfect suburban society. This has been seen as an allegory of male chauvinism of the period by representing marriage as a master-slave relationship and an attempt at raising feminist consciousness during the era of second-wave feminism. In a parody of the Fembots from The Bionic Woman, attractive blonde Fembots and alluring baby doll nightgowns are used as a lure for the fictional agent Austin Powers in the movie Austin Powers, International Man of Mystery. The film's sequels had cameo appearances of characters revealed as Fembots. Austin Powers, iconic. Jack Halberstam writes that these gynoids inform the viewer that femaleness does not indicate naturalness and their exaggerated femininity and sexuality is used in a similar way to the title character's exaggerated masculinity lampooning stereotypes. And uh, let's do criticisms. Sex objects. Some argue that gynoids have often been portrayed as sex objects. Female cyborgs have been similarly used in fiction in which natural bodies are modified to become objects of fantasy. The female robot in visual media has been described as the most visible linkage of technology and sex by Stephen Heller. Feminist critic Patricia Melzer writes in Alien Constructions, Science Fiction and Feminist Thought that gynoids in Richard Calder's Dead Girls are inextricably linked to men's lust and are mainly designed as sex objects, having no use beyond, quote, pleasing men's violent sexual desires. The gynoid character Eve from the film Eve of Destruction has been described as a literal sex bomb while her subservience to patriarchal authority and a bomb in place of reproductive organs. In the 1949 film The Perfect Woman, the titular robot Olga is described as having no sex. But Steve Chibnall writes in his essay Alien Woman in British science fiction cinema that it is clear from her fetishistic underwear that she is produced as a toy for men, with an implicit fantasy of a fully compliant sex machine. In the film Westworld, Female robots actually engaged in intercourse with human men as part of the make-believe vacation world human customers paid to attend. 
Sexual interest in gynoids and fembots has been attributed to fetishization of technology and compared to sadomasochism in that it reorganizes the social risk of sex. The depiction of female robots minimizes the threat felt by men from female sexuality and allowed the erasure of any social interference in the spectator's erotic enjoyment of the image. Gynoid fantasies are produced and collected by online communities centered around chat rooms and website galleries. Isaac Asimov writes that his robots were generally sexually neutral and that giving the majority masculine names was not an attempt to comment on gender. He first wrote about female-appearing robots at the request of editor Judy Lynn Del Rey. Asimov's short story, Feminine Intuition, 1969, is an early example that showed gynoids as being as capable and versatile as male robots with no sexual connotations. Early models in Feminine Intuition were female caricatures, used to highlight their human creator's reactions to the idea of female robots. Later models lost obviously feminine features, but retained an air of femininity. Criticisms Critics have commented on the problematic nature of assigning a gender to an artificial object with no consciousness of its own based purely on its appearance or sound. It has also been argued that our innovation should part from this essentializing notion of a woman and focus on the purpose of creating robots without making them explicitly male or female. Indeed, very few robots are explicitly male. It is the contrast with the female robot that makes the neutral one male, the principle of the male default. Critics have also noticed how the creation of gynoids is associated with service roles, while androids or system with male voices are employed in positions of leadership. Oh my gosh. At some point, there's going to be gynoid suffrage. See also Magical Girlfriend. Magical Girlfriend? That's the page? Yeah. Wait, (laughs) what is Magical Girlfriend? Magical Girlfriend... Exotic girlfriend, monster girlfriend, non-human woman, or supernatural lover is a female stock character often associated with romantic comedy, anime, and manga series. Pretty dope. Put it on the list. And then if you click on it, the only image in the whole article is just an anime eye. Weird. This has been the Wikipedia page for Gynoid. Thanks for listening to Wikilisten. You can find us at wikilisten.com and on all social media and on TikTok at Wikilisten, except for Twitter, which is at wiki underscore listen. Please rate and review us on Apple Podcasts because it really helps us out. Check us out on YouTube for more content. And don't forget to smash that subscribe button with your sexualized robot friend. If there's a particular page you'd like us to read, let us know. We will read it. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, stamps.com is the ultimate no brainer. 
Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM.